Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path, episode 58. Wait, the you one where sound you... so confused. Like, you're not sure of what number it is, but you know what number it is. We recorded a lot of these. <laughs> I was say we we've done this <laughs> enough times, and we're also in the in the period where we can't make a joke about the number to help us remember. It's yep. true. Episode fifty eight, the one where you at the very least fight some dark stalkers. Yeah, no, no dark stalkers at all. Dark stalkers. Oh yes, dark sorry. Creepers, creepers and, slayers. and slayers and stalkers and oh, the stalkers my. are oh, our my. friends. I think there are two other types of them also. <laughs> I'm positive. There's Goodness. a bunch. There's a family. Lot. We only want the cute ones. <laughs> only want the cute ones. The tall ones are cool. Which are apparently the creepers. <laughs> the creepers are cute and the stalkers are tall but kind of cool. The slayers are evil. This one's evil. <laughs> yes. When last we left our heroes, you had all made your way to the Kawab Villa. You had uh, explored... A fair portion of it. You fought a couple dark stalkers up front. They didn't, or dark creepers up front. They didn't put up a whole lot of resistance for all of you. You had continued your way around, searched through the building. You'd eventually made your way all the way back to the back where you had heard the sounds of a dark ritual in service to set being performed in the other room. Yep. After Sudi, I think twice tried to kick down the door and then sit you. We don't talk about that. Twice <laughs> had to unlock. The, it took you about a minute to get through that door. <laughs> it's, it's a very good lock. It, it was a nice reminder that we need to be explicit when we say we check for traps and check if it's locked. <laughs> you didn't ask me to check if it's locked. <laughs> it was funny because I kicked that door and I was like, man, that that. That's a really hardy door, but no, it's just because it's locked. Well, I like the fact that Citra has trap spotter. So you're like, is this trapped? And she just glances over from like 10 feet away and she's like, nah, it's fine. Yeah, is this locked? Okay, well, that I've got to check. But yeah. <laughs> we don't have a lock spotter. No. On yours, cast daylight. Oof. No, we roll for initiative. Then you can cast you Roll daylight. for initiative. Oof. Then you cast daylight on your turn. So if you start spell casting, they start spell casting. We delay until well, on yours. So, yes, you had met finally with Gaunt Cadaver, the Dark Slayer. There had been a lot of other dark creepers in the room, although they all appear to also be undead. There's a little bit of a back and forth there between Citra and Gaunt Cadaver. It's defiling name of my god. The group had gathered or had uh, squared off. You're on one side of what was once the kitchen. They are scattered across the other side of the same chamber with a restrained but unconscious dark creeper on a table. Poor guy. And in the process of administering to him with an obsidian scalpel. That sounds real fancy. It then turned, and I believe we had ended off with a rolling for initiative. Yep. I'm kind of ready. Yay, I'm kind of ready. All right. Combat breaks out. Get our high energy combat music going. 1980s, like. Yeah. Like. Oh, then it changed into something else, but it was very much like. Da-da. Let us start with Sagira. Sagira gets a 12. Ezra gets a 14. Ezra is slightly more ready than me, always. Sudi Kantar. Sudi's got an 18. Nice. On the ball there, Citra. Citra got a 21. Citra ready. On yours. On yours and on her, it both get 20s. On her, it's going to let on yours go first. He's like, you got this, right? <laughs> He's a considerate bird like that. It smells bad in here. <laughs> Started out with some good dice rolls there. Let's see what I can get on my end. Smells like a good place for a vulture. Bad. I put a curse on Rick's dice last night. We touched this silver thing of luck and took it away. (laughs) Uh, Well, my metal dice didn't roll too great. So round one of combat begins. 
the Dark Creepers get first edition. Oh, what? Them hoes. Disappointing. Dang, I rolled well, too. They have a plus eight modifier. Uh, so disappointing. They're so <laughs> sneaky. They... They're block up the door. Well, there's a bunch of doors. Are there? Yes. yes, there's two on that side, one on this side, and then the one. I'm figuring oh, in the hallway. center is a courtyard, and this is probably a mirror of that other hallway, but I'm not sure what those other two doors go to. Uh, on her, it told you that there were doors, two doors in the front and two doors in the back. Oh, that's right. So those probably go outside. But they're boarded, right? Yes. yes. Everything's boarded. Everything's boarded. The creepers. Creeper, uh, creeper. Three of them are surrounding the table, one at the head, one at the foot of the table on the far side of the room, and one on the opposite side. The one at the foot of the table darts his way forward, circling or strafing around the front of the room and heads straight for Segura. Oh, okay, hello. The horrendous stench of this thing closing on you nearly overpowering it's your senses. It's called a bath. Well, they're un- these ones are undead. I don't care. They smell bad. They might be they ghouls. The, they got the con funk. Are they ghouls? They have big old tongues. Wow. They got, they got the, the necro funk. Necrofunk. Ou de toilette. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's in uh, Starfinder, the favored music of the people of Eoc. Oh, Necrofunk. <laughs> if it's not, it is now. Ooh. Dives to the attack with a 24 against Sagira's flat footed AC. Yeah, I mean, that hits Sagira, period. Uh oh, spaghettios. It's going to do a point of damage. Can I just say it sounded like no, you were singing attack. Putting on the Ritz? Putting on the Ritz. That's what I thought you were singing, and I was like, how is that necro? No, no, it's going to be funky, but I don't have a musical background. So, Sagira, we're looking at nine points of damage from the sneak attack stab as it rams its blade into you. I will need you to make a fortitude save. Well, let's see if I can roll above a five. The thing stares up at you with its near soulless eyes. I roll above a five. Hey. I get an 18. <laughs> you feel all right? I feel all right. <laughs> Other than, you know, the gaping wound. That's a small wound. It's just a flesh wound. The one at the head of the table darts the 30 feet circling to get at Citrus' side. And pulls his dagger as he closes, hefts his blade, and will stab out at the rogue. But he yeah. can't sneak attack you, you can he? lost yeah. Uncanny Dodge lost uncanny for dodge. your class features. Yes. Ouch. You get Disable Curse. Like eighth level, I Sad. think is what we yeah. said. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I know it was soon. So it stabs out at the flat-footed rogue with a sixteen. Ah, uh, yeah. Ramming its blade into Citra. Yep, that's not great. Inflicting five points of damage. Pretty poor sneak attack. I will need a fortitude save. I believe in you, but I'm out of t- antitoxins. Oh, dang it! Ten. Oh no. Ten. My belief was misplaced. You feel a shakiness settle into your limbs as this blade slices in, trying to dig up under your ribs and into your lungs. You've taken one point of strength damage. Yeah, that's what they do. Didn't do anything yet. We'll sleep. We'll get back. Well, and you're a dex-based character anyway, so it's only really going to be if it pushes you far enough down that you're encumbered. The third one... Goes to sleep. (laughs) He's going to rush around the outside. Oh, he's got a really good climb. So he rushes around the outside, goes... "Eh." Jumps, grabs, like, kind of hits, you know, in the middle of his gut, pulls himself up onto the table. Dang it. Pulls out his dagger. (laughs) It's so cute. It's so cute. I love it. I hate everything. It's so bad because it's (laughs) so cute. We have to kill them. I know. It's my worst fear. They're undead. They are undead. They are getting murdered. That brings us to Citra Nahamra. Get them, Citra. Flank them. Flank them? Flippy floppy. I mean, I could. I don't know. I mean, nobody else is gone. Yeah. A good point. But they've, mind. yeah. Save that. 
So just stab. Just so Citra currently has one at her left that just stabbed oh, her in the side. Oh, Big Boy one hasn't standing gone. standing on top of the table. Yeah, I beat his initiative. You could flippy floppy and go stab Big Boy. Good. Hmm. I'm going to do that. You're going to have to move through a threatened square. So to get to him, you're going to need to acrobatics at your full movement speed, which increases the, gives you a minus 10 penalty. And you're going to have to move through one of their squares. So it's there. Right now you're looking at rolling with a minus 10 penalty against their combat maneuver defense plus five because you need to go through one of their squares which increases yeah, it by five yeah that's that that's uh that's, that's a heck of a penalty okay well i'm you could do it without the minus 10 if you're moving at half speed yeah so it just I can't be there get to him yeah okay well then i'm just gonna attack the one next to me I've got my kukri's out so okay. go for so you two. stab at the one that stabbed at you yeah uh i don't think a nine's gonna hit a nine no. You spin well, towards this one. You're nearly overwhelmed by the stench of this thing as you bring your blade around. Well, a uh, 20 hit. A 20 will strike your target. Okay. I do uh, seven points of damage. Your blade slices in, cutting in deep into this thing. Do they bleed? No, they kind of ooze. Ooze. Cool, so they aren't dead, so I can lethal them and not feel guilty. Yeah, Citra could make an ultra religion if you... No. I don't have that. On yours. Uh, I'm going to cast Daylight. All right. Boom. So you call upon your innate powers. Your eye blazes to light, as does whatever you're touching. Probably my headband. Your headband. So you reach up, touch your head, eye blazes to light. This blazes into a brilliant illumination that radiates from you, scours across this room, and obliterates all the shadows in the chamber. This is interesting, because they still have their light blindness. And undead are not specifically immune to blindness. Only anything that requires a fortitude save and light blindness does not allow a fortitude save. So I will say that all three of the undead creatures ahead of you just stumble back blinded and flailing their arms about, as does the figure at the back of the room as he stumbles back into the table. Boom. They all screech, the light, it burns. Uh, I got a 26 <laughs> on knowledge religion. What kind of undead are these little thingies? What kind of undead are these? These are a specific form of zombie known as a juju zombie. Oh, juju zombies. Oh, juju. Juju. Juju Zombie is the animated corpse of a creature created to serve as an undead minion and retains the skills and abilities that it possessed in life as opposed to a standard zombie. You may ask three questions pertaining towards the Juju Zombie. Special defenses? Special defenses. A Juju Zombie gains channel resistance. They possess damage reduction, although knowing what overcomes their damage reduction is a separate question. They are immune to cold, electricity, the specific spell magic missile, and have standard undead traits. So immune to any effect that requires fortitude save that does not also affect objects. They also possess a resistance to fire. What's their uh, their damage reduction? Their damage reduction can only be overcome by weapons that are both magical and slashing. Unfortunate. <laughs> perfect. Perfect for me. Yeah. Not perfect for me. Good for three fourths of the. Can you use martial. a kukri? Special attacks, I guess. With the can last you? Because I've got an extra. You no. could use a dagger. Well, I don't know if you have a magical slashing. I don't have a magic dagger. I don't have a dagger. Special attacks. Specifically, the Juju Zombie retains all the natural weapons, manufactured attacks, and weapon proficiency of the base creature. The only thing that really gets special is that it gains a slam attack that deals damage based on the Juju Zombie's size. Okay. It might also be pertinent to know that they are much stronger and faster than a regular person. Or in this case, a regular Dark Creeper. Alright. Well, I can't really move, so I'll stay where I am. Very well. You have blinded the lot of them, however. Unhurt. These things are blind. And the dark uh, stalker seems to be, or the dark slayer seems to be still alive, right? As far as we can tell. Gaunt cadaver. Uh, yes, he's still a living creature. 
Okay, well, on her, it's gonna do a flyby attack on Gaunt Cadaver. Alright. Uh, 19? A 19 will strike his blinded target as he swoops out into the room. He does five points of damage. Claws at him. Guy's blind, right? So on her, it's gonna land on the table behind him. Very well. That's the end of our turn. Sweeps in, lands there, brings us to Sooty. Man, it is very full in this hallway. Yeah, and they're all blind now, so you might just be able to dart past them all. That's like a preparation table next to on yours, so feasibly if you need to dart over and jump up on that, it will provoke you moving could in there. flank with me or Sagira. I was, well, yeah, he I was... can't hurt them. He doesn't have slashing weapons. So. He can hurt them, he just won't get through their damage reduction. I mean, if you roll a nat 20, you could maybe. I mean, potentially, yeah, but uh, it's not great chances. So... Yeah, Sudi's going to get, like, I guess uh, I'll move into the room behind the Darkstalkers. All right. So we'll see how many attacks of opportunity that provokes. Actually, it doesn't So you're leaping up onto the table and rolling uh, past where Citra is? That'll work. All right, uh, so I get behind them. You can take. reach the Necromancer yeah. and not oh. have to deal with damage reduction Fine. and be flanked with on her it. <laughs> Fine. Sudi so, so listens to all the people that are like, what are you doing going after these things? And he says, okay, fine, and jumps <laughs> and runs past them, calls upon the power of his costone and enlarges himself. All right. So Sudi gets big. You flip into the room, dart passes on yours, kick off the wall, roll into the center of the chamber, reaching up, touching your costone focusing and exploding into massive size. Fortunately, the ceiling in here is 15 feet high, so Yay, you I do fit. kind of knock one of the wrought iron chandeliers wide as you come leaping up to your feet. And I punch this uh, necromancer guy. This there goes. Quickly. He's flanked and blind. He is flanked and blind. Um, so I hope you can hit him. I, right? Uh, so that's a 23 to hit him. A 23 will strike your target. Yay, I'm a dice category higher, so that's a d10. Oh, that's going to be 14 points of damage. So I roll max. A vicious pummeling blow as you slam into him. Guy might be seeing stars now. He ah. staggers back with the impact. <laughs> Something big just hit him. Isra. Isra could get in she the flank with... She could get with, next to... She get in the flank with, uh, dark, with uh, Sagira on the Dark Stalker there. Or Citra. You mean Citra? Or Citra, yeah. Be either or, actually. Yeah, I guess she'll do... She knows flank. So I can be like, flank, and point at that one over there. So she'll go over there and flank. And they're blind, over, so I get my sneak attack And she'll probably but... darts under the table, leaps out the opposite side, and then... She can crouch. Um, she gets a 25... Nope. Because favorite enemy, she gets a 29 to bite. <laughs> 29 will strike her target. She dives the attack, viciously biting into her foe. She does 10 points of damage and trip. Can she trip? Yeah. She trips. Trip attempt. She gets a 37. Nope, that's defense. She gets a... <laughs> that like, makes a lot more sense. She gets a 22. Real quick, does Isra have anything that allows her attacks to count as magical? No. So she still does damage. It is what it is. And yeah. successfully drags the creature to the ground as she Yay. bites into its leg and rips it off of its feet. Yay. It falls prone in front of her, bringing us to Sagira Mabe. Uh, Sagira's just going to full out attack this one in front of her. All right. The ranger steps to the floor, spins the blades. Perfect 20. A perfect 20 oh, nice. hit. Threat. <laughs> Roll to confirm against your pathetic blind opponent. Not one, so she doesn't come oh. out. <laughs> I feel slightly It's better. always extremes with you. I know. Well, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. 10 points of damage. She has a magic slashing weapon. 
All right. And then she rolls, or she hits again with the Kopesh. I always do Kopesh, Kopesh, Kukri, Kukri. 22 to hit. A 22 will hit your target. Man, minimum damage again for 10. This time you slice your Kopesh, basically slice across diagonally, swing back through and catch it in the neck as you cleave this through. Uh... It stumbles back before exploding into a blinding flash of negative energy. I will need a Gross. will save from everyone except for Isra. Yay. Boy, howdy. No. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> On yours gets a 32. I rolled a perfect 20. I get an 8. I rolled a 4. Um, All right. So you got an 8. So you take 8 points of negative energy damage. Uh, Sudi has a 20. I don't think evasion applies to my will saves, unfortunately. Unfortunately so. not. If you had metal. Is the the Inquisitors get it where you can make a fortitude save or a will save, and if you succeed, it counts as evasion, basically, oh, okay. you save for nothing. So you save and only take four points of negative energy damage. Okay. Citra. I got a seven because I rolled a natural one. <laughs> you take eight points of negative energy damage on yours. 32. 32. You take four points of negative energy damage. And so the one continues. on the ground is almost fully healed by this blast of negative energy as it starts oh, to struggle yeah. back up to its feet. Makes sense. That's probably Well, still my turn, so I'm going to hit this other one with a Kukri. <laughs> going to move on to this guy. A Kukri attack on this guy. Not a great roll, but favorite enemy. Also blind. Favorite blind 18? Enemy. Will strike your blinded target. Four. Eight points of damage. A vicious cut against your foe as you slice into it. This is what preparation does. You have a five foot step if you'd like to take it. Uh, yeah, I'll take a five foot step forward. Set up that flank. Zagira starts sliding into the room. That brings us to Gaunt Cadaver. Ah, that guy. Oh, he rolled dead last. He's having a bad day right now. Yeah, this is kind of a rough start to things. He's already heard one of his uh, juju zombies go poof. Sounds like there's a really big target in front of him. He still only has a 50% chance to hit. You know what? He's going to do that. He's going to cast on the defensive. 19. He successfully casts this on the defensive. Going to be a touch attack. Mind your touch AC is down by one since you are a large-sized yep. creature. Percentile mischance. Gets an 80 on that mischance. Dang. Gets a 17 to hit your touch AC. Yep, that'll touch. So reaches out. You will need to make me a will save. I will hopefully save. I get a 25 to save. A 25 will successfully save. Uh, you still take seven points of damage after the will save as you feel negative energy course into you from in front of you as well. Howie. Um, he uses a move action to stumble five feet to the side towards the door. The door? No, sir. Just kind of stumbles off to the side, groping around. Just grab his collar and pull him back. <laughs> I could actually do that. That brings us to the two remaining juju zombies. This is, a, this is a rough opening round for them. Mm, you're not particularly bright, and you have no spellcraft. So. The juju zombie on the ground uh, reaches up, calls upon his innate powers, tries to do something. The light in the room dims momentarily before the higher level daylight spell overpowers the darkness spell he attempts to cast as he flails around <laughs> and begins slapping <laughs> the surrounding ground. It does not provoke. He will then sadly have to provoke standing to his feet. That's four. Oh. We That's get him. A lot. Oh, no, no, no. Get him, guys. As literally almost everybody in the Who party gets first? a shot at him. So, yes, this will provoke from Onuris, Citra, Isra, and Sudi. So, let's start with Citra. 19. A 19 will strike your flanked target. 
Uh, your sneak attack. So twenty-one. Sneak attacking him. Yeah. Sneak attack. Um, so that would be uh, eighteen points of damage. You bury your blade into this thing's back as it starts oh, to try it. to get to his feet. It then detonates with force, rippling out, requiring a fortitude save from everyone except for Segura, who's just out of range there. Fortitude or uh, will and, save? Sorry, will save, okay. as well as Unheard, who's also out of range. I can't make these today. Izzer doesn't have a great will <sighs> with her 13. Uh, I'm rolling good for those, though. All right, so Izra. 13. 13. Izra takes eight points of damage. Sudi. Uh, Sudi gets a 22. 22. Sudi takes four points of damage. Citra. Eight. Eight. Citra takes eight points of damage. On yours uh, gets a on yours. 26. Jeez. Takes four points of damage. On yours is all will. <laughs> uh, the other blinded one, however, is fully healed by Gosh <laughs> darn it. I hate him. As there's another blast of negative energy sweeping through all of you. That brings us to Citra. Uh, Citra's going to two-weapon fight and slash down at this guy. No, he's still blinded. That will be a 24. A 24 will strike your target. 17 points of damage. Your blade cleaves through him, slicing him down as well, as once again he explodes into a flash. Ah, finally. Finally Uh, saved one. This will catch everyone but on hurt. So, let's start with Segura. Segura gets a 12. A 12, you say? Eighth. A 12 will succeed. Yay. Um, Isra three points of damage. Three. Isra gets a 21. Taking three points of damage. Sudi? Uh, Sudi gets a 21. Taking three points of damage. Citra? 26. Taking three points of damage. On yours. 26. Taking three points of damage. Go team, saving. On yours is in a bad shape. <laughs> Real bad shape. It's a slow battle of attrition as all of these guys explode on you. Well, just when they'd been able to see on yours. Oh, sorry, uh, Citra. I think you killed him with your first hit. You move. So you can move if you so wish. I will move up to this dude. Yeah, we'll do that. So Citra bolts into the room, slides under Sudi's legs before springing up, rolling onto the opposite side with weapons in hand. The stalker doesn't have resistance, right? No elemental resistance to your. Well, I mean, like piercing, slashing. No, no damage reduction. Okay, cool. The only. Thing that you learn from special defenses from them is that they had a, the light blindness weakness. Mm, okay. Which brings us to Onurus. This is the end of that round, and so he is no longer blinded. Is he only blinded for a round? It's one round. Oh. He's dazzled after that, but he's mm. only blinded for the one round. One round was all you needed to wipe the floor with those other three, so... True. <laughs> take that for what you will. Um, this is bright in here. There's not a way for Onurus to get up there. He's gonna cast a cure serious wounds on himself, because... Very well. I'll need you to make a caster level check. Do I get to add yeah. anything to this? Boom, big. Just your level. Oh, because mummy rot. 19? Will fell. Great. As the spell has no Uh-oh. effect. That's lovely. I forgot about that aspect of mummy rot. Another reason I dislike Man, mummy, mummy rot. Yeah, the worst. Mummy rot's the worst. Yeah, that's the curse side of it. Uh, on yours still has a move action remaining. Yeah, he'll stay where he is. All right. On yours holds his ground. On hurt. He's going to full round attack. Very well. He could cause hops forward across the table. Uh, 25. 25 will still hit his target, even if he's not blinded. He does three points of damage with his bite. All right. 16. 16 will not strike his target. And then 13 won't hit either. A 13 will not. But he does manage to bite in, ripping off a chunk of flesh as he digs into him. Sudi Kantar. Sudi's going to do something he hasn't done in a while. Uh, I think it's almost been an entire book since I've done uh, something like this. I'm going to stunning fist him as part of my full round action uh, to flurry of blows. 
Starting with a stunning fist. I gotta hit him first. All right. Stunning fist. Uh, 23. Take advantage while you're fighting something living. Yes, and 23 exactly. <laughs> will strike your target. The most useless monk skill for fighting undead. Uh, okay, so first off, I do damage to him. I uh, only hit him for six. Uh, he needs to make a fortitude save. DC 14. Take six points of damage. Fortitude save. God. No, he gets a five. Yes, he is stunned. <laughs> uh, another poor showing from some of these guys. I need go, more mummies. The mummies do damage. Go Rick's dice luck. Um, five mummies walk through the door. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I died a little inside. Um, okay, so I'm going to hit him again. Uh, do lethal if this matters. Uh, so that's going to be a 24 to hit him. A 24 will strike your target. I hit him for 13 points of damage. A vicious blow as you kick into the stunned creature. It slumps up against the wall, but still fights on. Uh, and then, uh, and you by know that what? I mean like sways like the end of a bout in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, you know we, we've got this. I think we got some this pretty space. well in hand. So uh, I'll take a uh, five foot step back to allow somebody else to get in there. Okay, there's a table blocking you there, so you can see. Yeah, slide to the side. Yep, so slide. Well, it's a. It's like kind of like. You do back. a shuffle. Yeah, I do a little shuffle. But I stunned him, and that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So you shuffle off to the side, Isra. Uh, do you give her the attack command, or you like? I really want that space. Yep, Isra down. <laughs> All right, Isra growls before you know, just kind of blinking and probably shaking her head off from these constant bursts of bright light and <laughs> negative energy. Sigur. Uh, Sagira's gonna run in there and take the space next to Citra. Sagira goes in for the kill still. And hit it with a sword. Uh, he's not undead, right? You? No, he's no. not undead. Alright, fine. Um, <laughs> grumpy. <laughs> I see the wheels turning as the math is done. <laughs> 27. A 27 will still strike your target, though. Undead or not. For five points of damage. Minimum damage again. Your blade viciously cleaves through his chest. Slightly below because I'm minus one right now, strength. He's still up, but cleaves into his Hi-ya. chest, sorry. Ja. Brings us to Gaunt Cadaver, who stands there stunned. That yeah. brings us to Citra. So if he's stunned, do I get my sneak attack? Yes. I'm gonna two weapon fight. Alright. I can't flank him, unfortunately. Yeah, there's a pillar. Dang it! Ten won't hit him. And probably a 14 won't either. Uh, minus two to his flat face. <laughs> he is almost 100% deck space. Uh, that will, both of those will hit. So, and both are sneak attack. <laughs> <laughs> you hit him with a 10. That's funny. Wow. Okay. Mess him Get up. him. Make him a cadaver. <laughs> no, he doesn't leave a cadaver. Make him a gaunt cadaver. Not Make a, him a explosive cadaver. Yeah, he's going to uh, explode. I do 20 points with the first hit. Your blade buries into this creature. You pierce through his heart as he stumbles back. He stares up at you with, well, one, dazed, uh, but and two, partly blinded. But beyond those two, with a hate-filled gaze, set take you. Osiris is already taking you. He then explodes. Yeah. yeah, like you do. There's a lot of taking happening. This thing explodes violently into nothingness. I will need everyone, uh, Isra and on her, or, and Isra and on Eurus, not on her. Isra and on Eurus are outside of the blast radius of this. Everyone else needs to make a fortitude save. Uh, 14. Uh, Sudi gets a 23. Citra gets a 13. 
On her, it gets a 21. Go All on right. Heck. He's uh, got a really good All of you save say. taking three points of sonic damage. Ow. Dang. As your ears ring. What about right. the poor guy that was on the table? Is he like... Injured and dying because he just oh, got exploded I apologize. on? Uh, everyone takes five points of sonic damage because the save isn't for half. It's just to stop you from being deafened. Where's this rock we're supposed to find? Unfortunately, that detonation will actually kill the guy on the table. Aww. Oh, no. Who also detonates and would temporarily blind a couple of you, but... Oh, it's easy creeper. That's right. Damage. Poor guy. Well, where's that rock? <laughs> All she really cares about is the rock. I'm ready to go have a sit. Silence falls over this blindingly bright room. It's just daylight. Well, yes, but it's bright noon daylight. It's, I don't know. I find the sun blinding. Maybe it's just the nerd. I was going to say, that's, that's the nerd nose being <laughs> like. We're kind of used to it, probably. Like, we're from well, a 21, yeah. get through this stupid f- curse. A 21 will succeed, allowing you to heal yourself. Uh, care mod. All right. So on yours does some self-healing in the background. Un- Unwrapped Harmony said she could heal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. she's gonna have to make caster level checks to get through all this. For the yeah, for your mummy rot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Well, once again, you guys find a lot of things that explode and then they roll very poorly and then explode. Uh, yeah, on you know you. what? You know what was really sad about that is they didn't do any damage to us except by their explosions. Yeah. No, no, no. They, you know, they stabbed. Attack at the beginning I got stabbed before the they, daylight they went off. They stabbed me for like three. Yeah, but oh, most, uh, of, I, but most of the damage was done by exploding. I do actually need another fortitude save from Citra as well. There's still some poison there. Fifteen. I might do it. I don't have any antitoxins left. With a 15, we you're good. Two. So you only take the one point of strength Three. damage. Is there anything of use on any of them? We need the rock. Well, or what's left of them. Searching what's left. Find 12 more doses of poison. Eh. I don't think you really care about that. Uh, some small size non-masterwork daggers, so I don't really think you care about those. Searching gaunt cadaver, you find a scroll that will require Ooh. a spellcraft check. Is it a remove curse? Please, God. Um, 25. You'd be able to identify this as a scroll of speak with dead. Huh. Well, that's helpful if they would stop exploding. <laughs> uh, three more doses of poison. You also find a masterwork buckler. Small size. Cool. A regular kukri. Once again, small size. Okay. A healer's kit. Oh, nice. Always okay. stocked. Put that in the med kit. That's uh, Onuris has heal, right? Yeah, but his, and his kit's almost full, so... Well, hey, it's always good to have a spare. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, on yours could go around if he's got a decent heal skill and do some treat deadly wounds for the group. That ten, doesn't require a castle level check, so you can do that. A set of surgeon's tools. Gross. Cool. Are they made of obsidian? That's fancy. Yes. Does that make them worth more? No. Aww. Okay. You also find a single stone in the remains here. Oddly not on his person, just lost in the clothing. Like he had it in like a pocket kind of a thing. Is it magical? Uh, it is generating magic. It's a good roll. Um, 27. The 27 would succeed in identifying this. This chunk of off-white stone. <laughs> I'm going to give this description because it sounds it's going to sound really strange until you get further on. This fist-sized chunk of off-white stone seems too large to fit in a human's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but may be swallowed with ease as a standard action. <laughs> Is it a bezoar? Once ingested, the gut stone remains active for up to a week, maneuvering itself within the body to protect the wearer's vital organs. Uh, Any time an attack would subject the bearer to precision-based damage, such as critical hit or sneak attack, the damage is instead directed to the gut stone. All other damage from the triggering attack, as well as the damage surpassing the gut stone's hit points, is applied to the creature normally. When the gut stone is damaged by a melee weapon, as a free action, its owner may sacrifice the stone to damage the attacker's weapon. 
Treat this as the bear making a free sunder combat maneuver against the weapon, except that it does not provoke an attack of opportunity. It bypasses the weapon's hardness, and it deals 1d4 points of damage. Dang. Only one gut stone may be in a creature's body at a time. Any attempt to swallow a second destroys both stones and forces the creature to make a fortitude save or be sickened. Weird. If a gut stone is not used within a week of being swallowed or is destroyed, it crumbles apart and is passed harmlessly out of the body. That's good. <laughs> so the only way she knew he was going to be dead is because he'd pop that in his mouth. Okay. Funny. Well, we got the stone. In addition to that, there are some other interesting items in this room. You find the following. A bolt of Kadiran silk. Ooh. You may make it a price check if you so wish. 15. You would estimate that this probably will go for somewhere in the neighborhood of about, say, maybe 350 gold. Dang. Oh, because this used to be a, a tailor shop or whatever. Seamstress. Yeah. You find a... Oh, man, this is interesting. You find a three-pound jar of giant bee royal jelly. What? Worth 300 gold pieces. Wow. wow. Royal I can't Christmas. imagine the job of harvesting that. <laughs> Dang. Okay. You find 20 ivory servant statues. They're Ushabti, as far as uh, all of you are aware. They're worth 15 gold each. A pair of gold and onyx cat earrings. Ooh, I put those on. (laughs) They're worth 100 gold as a pair. I put those on. I'm going to mark that you have those. There's a matching cat necklace to these earrings. I already have a cat necklace. It is worth 250 gold. But it matches. I have a cat skull necklace. A lapis lazuli bracelet worth 50 gold. I'm just using your price check from earlier for all of these. You also find scattered around 240 gold pieces, 345 silver pieces, and 75 copper. Okay. I guess we'll take the other hallway back around just to see if there's anything oh, down it. We should peek in the courtyard. We can peek in the courtyard from the main room. Unless it's not even connected. Well, the thought being peek in there so if we have to make a hasty retreat, we can. There's yeah, I ain't right fighting an keg. Nope. Okay. Making your way over towards the double door. Uh, you would find that the door, these doors are not barred. The door on the left seems to be jammed. There's something heavy in front of it, but the door on the right, however, isn't. I... Peek, I creak it open a little bit and peek in. Go ahead and okay. make me a stealth check if that's what you're doing. I was going to say, do you want me to check up the traps first? No. Uh, you're within 10 feet, so you can make a perception roll if you wish. 20. You do not detect any traps. I get an 18 to peek. I gotta see if something peeks back. <laughs> you crack open the door, door, glance inside. Within is a spacious courtyard. A cracked fountain in the center of this dried open courtyard occasionally sputters a thick gout of water and silt. Columns support a roof, covering a tiled walkway around the perimeter of this courtyard. Decorative double doors on the far side of this provide access to the opposite end of the villa. Cool. Go ahead and make me a perception roll. 27. You kind of crane your head out. Just glance by. There are a number of crates that have been stacked up in this room. Of what you're not entirely positive. As well as a variety of different barrels that have been scattered about. Two of these crates are stacked up just on the other side of the door off towards your left-hand side, which is why you can't open both sides of the double door. Mm. Leaning and glancing out past this, you can see that there is a single occupant to this chamber. A towering seven-foot figure. It stands almost motionless, which just the slightest hint of swaying. Weird. Oddly staring at a wall. A blank stone wall. From this distance, you can't make out much of its features other than its gargantuan height and thick, muscular form. Beyond that, it seems to be standing there completely devoid of clothing or adornment. Is it humanoid? I mean, it looks roughly like you can see 
a humanoid-esque arm, but from here it's somewhat obscured by one of the pillars. I close the door quietly. Very well. You just slide that back closed. There's a big naked guy in there. What? Define big. Like seven feet tall. That's pretty big. Nakedy. There's also crates and stuff. It moves a little bit. I say we leave it alone. Is he alive? I don't know. It moves a little bit. It sways. That doesn't mean it's alive. But it's just staring at the wall. There's crates and things. Leave it be. Sudi kind of motions for like, step away from the door. There's no need to fight anything. We don't have to. Yeah, just let him live here. I don't have a problem with that. This is your home now. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, well, let's I mean, walk down this hallway. Just so you know, that's he's looking at the wall, so I don't know what he's... he's which looking, wall? Which wall was he looking at? Uh, it was it, the wall on the far left-hand side from where you were. So, so you're going to guess the interior wall opposite of the walkway that you took to make your way around to the kitchen. He's looking in the direction that we haven't gone down yet. Hmm. Uh, there are no windows or anything in the courtyard. So. Yeah, so uh, unless there's some sort of magic x-ray vision. I don't know what x-rays are. Some magic see-through walls vision. Did you look hostile? Like, should we try to be s- quiet as we walk through? I don't know. He made looks- a lot of noise in this fight, and he didn't come <clears throat> to investigate. Yeah, he just stood there. It's true. Swaying and staring at the wall, so I don't know. Okay, well, then I guess let's soldier on. I'm going to go down this hallway just in case there's anything of use. All right. We go down that hallway. You make your way over. Open this other door. It is also locked, but the lock is from this side, so you can simply unlock it. Yay, easy. The door opposite of the one that you came into leads into an identical hallway that runs around the outside of the structure. Uh, if the party wishes, you may make me a perception roll to search the rooms as you make your way back around towards the front of the building. I get a 19. Uh, Sudi gets a 25. Citra gets a 24. Onyris also gets a 19. With the two 19s. You pass through a number of rooms. Again, when this place was being inhabited, you're going to guess that these were probably rooms for the various, either the noble family. Um, you see some areas that's probably for the serving staff, but for the most part, these are comfortable appointments. Again, this family seems to have been pretty big into the uh, the party scene, considering that they've got lots of areas for doing cookouts and gatherings and that massive freaking courtyard, which dwarfs the courtyard at the House of Pantheru by nearly twice its size. Whatever trappings that they once have have decayed into nothingness in the intervening millennia since this place has gone dormant until it was inhabited once again. You eventually, however, reach the room opposite or on one side of the entry hall that you came in on. This would be opposite of where you'd gone into that room that had the three sarcophagi. Mm. This room has a number of beds, five of them in total, although only four of them seems to have seen any use recently. Probably where they were sleeping. Searching through this room, you don't seem to find much until you kind of search through here. You find a number of pillows. You just kind of flip the beds and everything to see if there's anything of interest or anyone's hiding any you know secret notes or something. Under <laughs> any money bed. in the ba- mattress? Any money in the mattress. You cut open all the mattresses. You spread straw <laughs> everywhere. Uh, Sudi, as you're stepping across here, the soft, sensitive, although calloused pads of your feet step onto a stone that shifts slightly. Uh-oh. No immediate death comes, and as you (laughs) kind of step back, you notice that this is set off towards the side in one of the corners, and the the grouting around the outside of the stone has been scraped away to allow the stone to be removed from the floor. Cetera. I found a loose stone. He's he's standing there like a guy that stepped on a landmine, just afraid to move his foot. (laughs) (laughs) Don't move, just in case. I go over there and check and see if it's trapped at all. 
glancing over, you don't see any signs of a trap. I think you're okay. I think it's just a loose stone. So he like hesitantly lifts his foot up, doesn't immediately die, reaches down and picks up the stone. That's when the trap goes off. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Picking up the stone. A swarm of spiders emerge. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a fire for that. Hi-ya. There might just be a few spiders. Yeah. But. There's a small depression under this containing a simple leather satchel. Oh, God, please be. Please be things we could use. Pulling uh, this free and opening yes. it, as I assume you do. Yeah, I do. This contains a collection of other rags. You're going to guess to add to their own rag collection. Great. I'm not entirely positive. As well as three small vials. Ooh. Detect magic on the vials. Hopefully they're not poison. Two of these vials have the same aura. One of them is separate. I get a 22 and a 29. 29. The first vial is a potion of blur. Hmm. Okay. The other two vials are each potions of cure moderate wounds. Yeah. It's not what I wanted. <laughs> on, on yours is the kid at Christmas that opens <laughs> no. it up and, set, and is like, what? This isn't what I wanted. <laughs> Dudley in the first Harry Potter. I need remove curse and cure disease, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing. There's a scroll of hill. No. Uh, joking, there's no scroll of hill. I was about to be like, um, excuse me? <laughs> Ooh. That would fix Insta-fix. some of our problems, too. Instafix. Well, I guess we keep going. Uh, at that, you finish your circuit and emerge back into the initial entry room, you having only not explored the courtyard. Yeah, let's not mess with whatever weird creatures in there, because that doesn't seem like a fun time right now. Was it closer to this side, or was it like directly in the middle of the courtyard? It was kind of in the middle on the right-hand side. So it was about 30 feet away from the door. Hmm. The doors are barred on this side, so you would need to rip them open. Oh, yeah. I'm curious about what it is. I just want to know. I don't want to fight it. I just want to know what it is. No. How about no? Yeah, Onuris will cut the daylight spell since we're about to go back outside, and I guess we'll collect those three creepers and head back to we'll Unwrapped Harmony. I like that we all just like take one under an arm. <laughs> yep. We have, we have like a sack of loot, and we've all got one of these under our arms, and we're just like walking out. You collect the trio figures, gather yourselves, and make your way back out into the blinding light of the sun. It's approaching the middle of the afternoon by this point, about three or so, as you make your way back across Vizier's Hill in the direction of your, you guess, your host now. We do a lot of, <laughs> I'm hurt. <laughs> fix me. Basically. Fix me, lady. Yeah. You, yeah. you limp, leading a blood trail all the way back to your place. I'm pretty um, sure I am, because I'm, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> but we'll let arriving. her use her magic. <laughs> Indeed. At the Assetti Estate. The Dark Creepers at the front greet you with the very least energetic steps forward, you know, gesturing all of you in, uh, nervously watching up and down the street, shading their eyes against the blinding light. They take you all in, giving you the quick spiral symbol. Yeah, we found these guys. The trio of guards would take these three off of your hands, cool. struggling somewhat with their considerable weight in comparison to their own size. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, doing a quick fireman carry to take them in. Upon entering, one of the handmaidens would go to find Unwrapped Harmony. Great. <laughs> You're only forced to wait a short period of time before she descends down from the upper floor. Her other two handmaidens following along behind her and carrying her carrying her train behind her. She stops at the bottom of the steps, folding her hands in front of her. You have returned victorious. Who has the rock? I thought you did. I guess I have the rock, so I guess I'll hold up the rock. She takes the stone, looks it over. It was unfortunate. 
that it had to come to this. We brought back three of your people. I will speak to them. Show them the error of their ways. Thank you. You are a friend to Tetmanib. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, a friend to the Zotil. We're also pretty injured. Yes, I, I see you're bleeding all over my carpet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't for anyone involved. I hope somebody has prestige. Oh, none of us are arcane casters. Nope. Yes, no. We bleed everywhere freely. Do the handmaids just, just get, start scrubbing? Just get some oh. creepers soda, scrub. You know, <laughs> they have club soda it's here. The gel. creepers will love scrubbing. Sagira is quickly adapted to this cast system. <laughs> like, I hate this, but they seem happy, so I don't know. I hate this, but I am tall, so... <laughs> Actually, I'm, no, I'm compared to them, I'm tall. Yeah, you're medium-sized, so you're in charge. Compared to them on yours is a giant. Yeah. It's true. She offers up some healing. Yeah, healing. Even my kitty needs healing. We're all very I was just say, I think Ill. almost, I think everything except on on her. It no, he took some... damage when that thing exploded. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was But there. it's enough that he'll heal it up overnight, so I'm not too terribly concerned. But she doesn't have anything of that can help us with the curse or the disease. I've got nothing. She can only cast second level spells. I, I didn't know. Maybe she had some magic items or something or, she yeah. just wasn't telling us about until we helped her. Well, let's find out. <laughs> uh, she doles out a little bit of healing. I think Onuris, uh, if Onuris wants to go ahead and roll that heal check for Citra and himself. Well, I, I'm i going to heal up naturally overnight, the, what I'm down by. Okay, so for Citra. He gets a 30. Okay. So you should heal up 12 overnight. Okay. Well, no, you're treating deadly wounds, so that's immediate hit point. So you immediately regain one hit point per level, plus Onuris' wisdom modifier. So get 11 back. Okay, I'm good. Uh, and you'll need to mark off a use from I your healer's kit. I don't suppose she's got any uh, restorations or anything. I'm going to need to heal up my charisma before the night's over with, too. I was going to use some of her wand. Uh, no, she does not know restoration. Oh, well, lesser restoration. She didn't know that nope. earlier. Nope. Okay. Sad. But that's what we bought all that stuff for. Do you need a yeah. magic weapon? Because she's got that. No. <laughs> we do need information. Yeah. That's true. We also have that divinatory tea. We do. But if she can just tell us what they know, true, they might also, know. We never saw an ant keg, so I think my theory about it being like a diversion. Either that or we didn't mess around in the yard long enough for its tremor sense to let us know where, let it know where we were. Yeah. Also quite possible. Don't or start they kill none. the ant keg. Won't be none. Right. So that was potentially two fights we avoided by... Being sneaky. I really wish I knew what was in that courtyard. Well, we can. It's probably just a stupid that statue that wasn't even scary. But I couldn't see it well. Nah, enough. he pulled out a beast. Yeah, he looked in the bestiary. There was uh, something okay. in there. Metagaming much? Could have been the ant keg. <laughs> I saw him look in the beast. Ant kegs aren't humanoid shaped. I know, but the the statue could have been a red herring. Could have been. It's shaking because underneath it, the ant keg is yeah. like growing around. <laughs> and it has billows because it has silk on it or something. Well, and then never know. the ground erupts. Well, no, in the next after party, somebody make a note. <laughs> Unread Harmony leads you into the nearby sitting room. It's still almost utterly dark in here. The curtains covering the walls block out most of the light, just making barely enough light for those of you without low light vision to kind of feel your way along and find seats. Uh, those of you with low light vision can navigate as if it's dim illumination. Can I, like, control how brightly my Wayfinder... Nope. No, it's just okay. the light spell. Uh, you could light your lantern and turn it way down so it's very dim. But Yeah, I might do that just so I can see a little bit. Okay. So, yeah, you can pull out your oil lamp, light it, 
The dark creepers are okay as long as it's still just dim light, so you keep it mostly hooded. I just don't want to trip. I don't have their fancy eyes. <laughs> Very well. You have done me a service. Eliminating gaunt cadavers. Grotesque heresy. Mm-hmm. First, allow me to gift this to you. She offers back the stone that you gave her. Okay. Its magic is not spent and may aid you in the future. So who's most likely going to get stabbed in the gut? <laughs> it's a toss-up, really. I was going to say, <laughs> all of us at once. I am ready to answer the questions that you have. What is it that you are searching for? A man with a golden mask. Golden tattoo on his head? Well... I thought he was wearing the mask now. We don't know if he's wearing it. He's just I don't think he's wearing it. a mask. He's just not wearing shoes. But he has strange tattoos and markings on him. Yeah, but we don't know if he's the one who actually has it. That's who they said they saw. The faded, when they were talking about somebody running, that's who they said they saw. Yeah, but we don't know if he's the one who actually took it. We know that he went to the building and all the maps are gone. And it's definitely who the rest of the cultists are looking for. Mm-hmm. I see. We're looking for the mask more than anything. Yeah, but they're probably All not going to just walk around with that. masks. Well, I think this one ha- gives off a bit of energy. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to walk yeah, around with Yeah, the creepers aren't going to know that. They can't detect magic yeah. or anything like that. They don't get a, a woozy, creepy feeling. Well, and I'm not going to walk around with a thing in my hands out in the open. Like, I'm going to have it in a bag or a satchel or like a covered thing. Or a lead line case. A lead line case. That would be smart. A few nights passed. Two nights now. A number of strange individuals emerged from the smugglers' tunnels, bearing masks. One of my servants says they were led by a tall woman in a mask. That's the cultists. They don't have it. Are there any others in the city? Better oh. humans. And the necropolis. Mm-hmm. No. There were a great number during the lottery. Tetmanib told me, warned me would be happening. He was kind, ensured our safe house would not be in the lists. Mm. Do you know where the woman and the other cultists went? They have moved in the night. We could search, but our numbers are fewer now than before. Two of our... Two of my siblings are out in the city. If they return with information, perhaps I could help further. If you should see either a koi... He is a, I think you would call them dark collar. I will not go into the details. Or my sibling, known as Dark Radiance. They may be able to assist you. Tell them my name, and they will know. A week before, though, during this lottery, at night, when the people had left, One of my servants 
saw a figure, a strange man, alone in the necropolis at night. He was not wearing a mask, but carried one. He was near a bathhouse called the Merit's Caress. He was arguing with something, a large object on his hip. Mm-hmm. This was not half a week back, a few hours before the dead started to rise. Do you know where he went? My servant did not follow, and he was one of the ones taken by Gaunt Cadaver for his experiments. Mm. You had either killed him or returned him, although I don't believe the second is the case. However, in its haste, the stranger left behind a parchment. My servant retrieved it. Hmm. Can we see it? She glances over towards one of her handmaidens, who bows and energetically runs out of the room. <laughs> the smaller figure returns shortly, producing an ancient piece of parchment, uh, and hands it over to whomever in the party looks the most literate. Uh, not Sudi. Not Sudi. On yours, you can take it if you so wish. Yes. Unfurling this, I will need you to make either a knowledge geography, knowledge arcana, or knowledge religion. Uh, math. Um, 23 on a knowledge religion. With a 23, this isn't an area of expertise for you. Geography would be a better course for this. There's only some uh, ancient writing on this. But you're nearly positive this is a star chart. It's incomplete, as it seems to be a damaged portion of it. And you can't tell if this is an academic reference or a navigational chart or a divination aid. You're not entirely positive what it's used for. Again, star charts and all the rest of that fall under geography as far as like navigation are concerned. I have geography. You can scoot down the couch. Hmm. Six. Because I rolled a two. Nope, you have no idea. Yeah, it looks like star chart. I rolled um, a 22 on Arcana if they pass it down. Arcana, again, much like on yours, you can tell that this is a star chart. Sigiri, you're not entirely positive. That this isn't part of like your training. You weren't trained to navigate rivers and things yeah. by the stars. Uh, you more know, like, geographical locations. Does this have a history check on it? No. Geography, arcana, or religion. I have religion, and that's it. So I, I only have a five, so I wouldn't be able to roll much past the 23. So, again, Citra, you can't tell if this was used as a divinatory aid or if this was used to navigate. However, all of you, since all of you have kind of looked at this and interacted, may make a perception roll. Excuse you. Oh, 13. 16 for Sudi. 17. 27 for Citra. So the rest of you are kind of pouring this over, probably on yours and Sagira primarily going back and forth on this. Citra, you lean over, looking it over, go, eh, this could maybe be used in some sort of divination spells or something. That's when you notice, um, since you're kind of looking at it almost upside down, that there's writing on the back of this. Only a single phrase. Hmm. Although this is written in modern Osiriani. Weird. What does it say? It states simply, but bones can be broken. But bones can be broken. That's a weird thing to say. It's on the back. Oh. Why is it on the back? I don't know, but it's written in modern Osiriani. Is it a riddle? Anyone that wishes may make me a knowledge religion. 
Oh, yeah, because that's uh, from the... Uh, I get 20. Um, God, what's the Holy Text of Phrasma? I'm totally blanking. Holy Text of Phrasma. <laughs> you get a 20, Sudi? The uh, Bone 20. Journal. 20? Uh, and yours gets a 21. Boo. All three of you... There's a common phrase used in the Bonelands in a Spiral, the primary holy text for the Church of Phrasma. Good job, Jordan. Ah, uh, hero points that don't exist for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the adages being, birth and death are written in the bones, but bones can be broken. Mm-hmm. What this means, you don't know. It might not even actually be related to that, but that's the only religious context that you have. Is huh. there a Verasman place in the in the necropolis? No, not that you're specifically aware of. I mean, there's the obelisk goes by the front gate. Yeah, Verasman's needle. And for Although getting needle. anywhere near that right now would be it would be suicide. suicide? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the bones can be broken. He could be trying to defy fate. Well, that's potentially what that means. Hmm. If you think about it, any undeath is you're fated to die and you go against that. And by creating a bunch of undead. Hmm. It's a star chart, though, right? Yeah. Man, I really wish I had better uh, history to know about. Are there any constellations numbers. in the star chart that have bones that like would be bone related? I don't think any of us have astronomy. Uh, that was what the knowledge oh, <laughs> geography dang. was for. Oh. You're just like, no. Like, no. you can't tell if this is a local star chart or a star ah. chart from somewhere else. You don't entirely know. I will, however, allow anyone that wishes to make a knowledge local or history to do so. I have history. Um, I rolled not terribly. 18 local. Uh, 19 history. 17 local for Citra. If it's 18 an, history for on yours. If it's an urban legend, I probably know it. <laughs> you have lore urban legends. I need to take lore urban legends. So all of you could kind of convene, put your heads together. Think a little bit about where this could have come from, if this man had it. Obviously, that bathhouse that he was spotted nearby probably didn't have a star chart in it. Mm-hmm. Between all of you, you can think of, there's the Academy of the Skies and Moon, which is an actual academy dedicated to astronomy. Mm-hmm. There's Moffett's Marvelous Maps, which was a place here that contained a variety of different maps. You don't know if they contain maybe nautical charts. The Observatory of Truth and Wisdom was the record-keeping uh, house dedicated to Maat and Toth, the Go goddess on. of celestial order and truth and the god of the moon and wisdom, respectively. Pahak's Prognostications, which from what you understand was a divinatory shop mm. that was located here, as well as the tomb of Menket Matya. Well, we've been no, there already. Went there. As he was a famous astrologer. Any of these places sound fine. So we need to find him. Tomorrow morning we should make for, what was that place? The shiny something something? Shiny bobble. We should make for the shiny bobble and see if the compass is working. If the line crosses any of these buildings, uh-huh. maybe that's where he is. It's interesting how many of these also intersect with what we know the uh, cultists are looking for. Well, they're looking for this guy slash the mask, but so. How did they find out that they were in, one of, it, that they were in these locations? They're doing their own investigation. But what started the investigation? Also, I'm a little concerned about him having something that's in a holy text of Phrasma as part of his papers. I mean, that's not an unheard of phrase. Like, even I know that phrase. Well, no, but it must have held some significance to be worth writing down. Maybe it was a riddle answer or something. Maybe it's a motivational phrase. 
he that's his mantra. Be- he's just like, but bones can be broken. But bones can be broken. It might be that he thinks he's doing something in the name of Rasma. I doubt that. Oh, I really don't think uh, that's so. He probably thinks he's doing something to spite for Rasma. Maybe. Either way. Uh, who knows? Maybe someone who didn't like his fate. He may not care about Phrasma at all. It may be more of a, you can't stop me. I'm going to do what I want. You are heading towards the wall then. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. The market there. You must be cautious. There is a beast there. What kind of beast? Large and winged. We've seen its shadow pass over. What? We do not know. Hmm. Sudo's hoping for Sphinx. Well, maybe it was the one we met leaving. Tedesera? That's possible. She wasn't in the city, though. She was no, in the... she was at Ubat's Folly. Yeah, but she could have flown over. As large as a horse. Is it the Lamia? Lamia don't have wings. I don't know. Hmm. hmm. You should be cautious. Well, we will be. We always are. Hmm. Have your, um, any of your uh, people seen a young boy, maybe? Probably roughly our age. Human. That's uh, got separated from the trio that's upstairs. Human. Human, yes. We've been trying to find him. There was a man wandering the streets, dressed in the livery of the Wati guard. That might be him. You actually all would remember There's that you heard yeah. numerous no, times that there was a guard that's been missing. Yeah, never mind. Uh, yeah. Pretty that, much that since the him. lottery, you heard that way back in the it day. It might be yeah. worth finding him, too, if we happen to. Assuming he's still Do you know where he is? Yes. Please don't say the dance hall. Please don't say the dance hall. The, the dance, dance hall. hall. <laughs> oh, no. Dang it. He's already dead, then. Hey, we, yeah, we write him off immediately. He was seen in the vicinity of the cenotaph of the cynic. Oh, he's been enthralled by the Lamia, most likely, then. Mm, possibly. You seen any other people? Y- yes, any other? Wearing black? Young men? Oh, they were black. Surprising number of living people in this undead city. Since the blasts of necrotic energy and gaunt cadavers' attacks, we have closed our ranks mm-hmm. and not journeyed as far. Okay. So, our plan is, then, tomorrow... Go to the shiny bubble. Hopefully that compass works. Yeah. Fight the giant monster there. Probably. <laughs> Based on our current track record, yes. Maybe we should use that tea, though, to make sure that we're going in the right direction. Yeah, we have tea. What does I the mean, tea do exactly? Don't see a reason why not. The tea. Because we also have this map thing that we know Divination the guy had. Tea. I mean, it'd be nice if we got a bit of a message from upstairs. Even if it's a wheel or woe. We have two doses of it. If you choose to use the tea, you can drink it and gain the power of the augury spell, but you can also add it as a material component when casting augury to gain divination instead of augury. None of us, I don't think, have that. He's got augury. You have augury? Mm-hmm. I think that's what we said, because it was like a So it effectively lets you prepare a second level spell and cast a fourth level spell by using this. Hmm. I have to give up one of the lesser restorations I was going to memorize to do it. Well, we have like 50 of them in a wand. No, we don't. No. We have like four. Because augury is um, wheeler woe, and then divination is yes, no, maybe. Yeah, we've got four charges uh, in the wand and two scrolls. Augury does will woe, or will and woe. Divination provides a short phrase. Like, where is this guy? 
Assuming he's not blocked himself from that kind of thing. I mean, if he has, but... If he's got Mage's private sanctum, we're in trouble. They could save us time and actually help us find him. Where is that mask? In a building. Dang it, smart Alec. (laughs) On the hip of the sky. (laughs) Dang it, smart (laughs) Alec. On his face. Um, Smart Alec Didi or whatever we asked. Which building in the necropolis is... You could literally ask, not to steer you in a direction, but you could literally ask, where is the closest functional elegant compass yeah but we or, know where those all are what we don't know is where this guy is true yeah we could kind of short where's it. the asp i don't care enough about him to waste a yeah divination i, I was gonna on say that. i wouldn't waste the divination on him either but <laughs> that's uh we him. told the viper we'd try to find him and we found the rest of the faded and went in the direction that they told us the guy well, went. we, we didn't find him also know have a rough idea of where he could be if we t- if we took down the lamia we'd probably find him that's not him. That's the guard. Oh, no. Sorry. You're right. That is the guard. But he could be there, too. You never know. He could be. But what, you know the Viper's not going to be like, okay. in the city was he headed? We went almost the... He, we went the direction he went, which was the same direction of the pyramid. And that pyramid, there's not... It was almost at the wall. There wasn't oh, okay. any more that direction to go. So he had to have turned somewhere. Yeah. yeah he had to have turned somewhere. <laughs> and that's why, it turned in, that's why it's turned into a wild goose chase, because we don't have any more leads of where he could be. And finding the mask is way more important than finding the asp. I think we should see if the creepers will help us like if they do have people out and about if they could keep an eye out like not to engage or necessarily anything like that but to just keep an eye out i still think we could use the tea to find the mask yeah i think definitely tea i think the tea is more important or the guy oh we have his name if he's my cousin well let's not go specific like that because we could get a wrong thing what we'd want to ask is where is the person who controls the item creating the cop pulses like something like that that'd be like mm. doesn't matter who it actually is in case we're wrong i have to wait to do it till the morning oh yeah i'm at a second level spell so i can't use on her it's convert one of my second level spells into an augury so we sleep Beautiful. dream of ankegs under our feet no no we don't <laughs> oh i'm gonna play senate who wants to play senate i'll play senate you remember how we have that senate board that gives us something I we need... probably want to do that in the morning but... yeah I, oh. say I have no um, idea what it is. I need does. to try to heal up my charisma damage so I might have some of my channels in the morning. So boop ya with the wand. Um, well, he's got to make a check, right? Or but, no? Does the wand require a caster level check? For- uh, it's only for uh, conjuration healing spells. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, and that's what I thought. I'm only going to be able to heal me or Citra, so... The effects of uh, playing the board last for 24 hours, so using it in the morning would get you the most time with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Well, let me think. The four of you, as well as your companions, are escorted upstairs. Uh, You're given two rooms on the second floor. These, the dark creepers, have been nice enough to actually uh, open the shutters and allow some light in and everything else for you, as opposed to them, who just keep everything dark all the time. Nice. On the same wing on the second floor are also the faded. Oh, okay. Um, They just kind of give you guys some nods, probably chat with you a little bit to catch up on what's going on. The dark folk bring up a smorgasbord of various exotic cuisine. Uh, okay. Mostly rat scares. That's fine. So, but I'm you're sure of course welcome to eat your own. Pretty sure it's not the first time food. any of us have had I'm pretty that. sure it's probably yeah. the first time on Eurus has eaten rat. Probably. <laughs> no, I survived in the it's desert. desert. Like, I don't know. Some scorpions rats, and stuff. Yeah, I was going to say scorpions, scorpions I can see. Yeah. I don't know about rats. Mm-hmm. Eat what you can. No, but I mean, I don't think there would be rats as much in the desert. 
I pull yeah. out a chunk of meat for Isra, and then we just eat rats. That's a mice, though. They have the little golden mice. Oh, that's true. Just, that's so. true. They probably don't little, have very much meat on them, though. Little mice skewer. I have a feeling Teddy Sarah hunted bigger game than that. Uh, yeah. Probably. Fair. Well, she was also joined who good. She'd be like, good berry. <laughs> good yeah, berry. Good yeah. berry for you. Good berry for this guy. Anuris lived off of good berry for a couple of years. It was wonderful. <laughs> I mean, you could. And by that, it's probably horrible. I don't and know. By the end of Lord of the Rings, when all the halflings are just tired of Lambus bread. <laughs> yeah. I eat one blueberry, and I am not hungry. <laughs> Woohoo. It's one of those things Poor you really hope it has, like, all your micro and macronutrients, or else yeah, something's going wrong in your body after years. I don't think that people of Osirian are worried about their macros. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Just saying, there's not a lot of fat in that berry. <laughs> it's a complete multivitamin. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we sleep, I guess. Without that protein. We will settle down to sleep. We definitely set up a watch. I um, lock the shutters on my room. Was... <laughs> Do we each have our own room, or are we all in one room? I need to use uh, one of those, no, those scrolls. No, so you're given two rooms, so you can split okay. a pot I need to use one of those scrolls. Okay. Have lesser restore? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Who so. wants to share with me? That's I guess the boys. I'm not sharing with yeah. you. I need boys to use two of them because I have to get. I'm down by six, so I end up using two of those scrolls, oh, and then God. I'm up by five, so I'll heal one naturally tomorrow. Sagira looks up, but she writes on a piece of paper that says she can't see. She writes on a piece of paper like "lock the doors so that I can't get out to mess with Sudi." Sudi, and I hope that by not saying say, out loud and not looking at the thing I wrote. also locks his door with Onuris because he doesn't I was already going to do that. Well, I do it in such a way that I think maybe Aristide's not aware because she's do like... Do I need to reset my spells or is anything happening at night? Or can I... Because I need to rearrange a bunch of crap. You settle in for a quiet and peaceful, uninterrupted evening's rest. Okay. Yay. That that seems like it. But needs that's a, not what happens. But yeah, I mean, other than the fact that at some point, Sagira gets up, unlocks the door, makes her way out in the hallway, and slides <laughs> a note under Sudi's door. That's <laughs> so creepy. You didn't unlock that. You didn't lock the door in a fancy way. Yeah, I locked it. But it's locked from the inside. It's locked from the inside. Yeah, of the but room. she would have done it in such a way as you wanted to disable the lock on the door. So that I can. That seems like a very dangerous thing to do when yeah. they're being attacked or something. You write your note. I guess, but there's also a window. Sudi's gonna like get it. it in the morning and just throw it out the window. You should write I one back do to that. her. We don't want her hostile. Well, he'll read it and he'll be like, "This is weird," and then throw it out the window. She doesn't. She doesn't know you what he does. With off this ghost. So we. Ghost. <laughs> one point of stat. If anything's down by a point, everything goes up and back. To normal, right? Yes. You heal one stat point. And I play Senate with someone. Me. Probably with, yeah, because you guys do monkey and prairie stuff. How do we play this Senate game? Don't know, but I know we get a boon for it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's whoever wins. Waking up the next morning, while we get together, Sudi reads another love poem to him. To be fair, Sudi only sleeps two hours a night because of his key metabolism, so he was probably awake. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in here? So Sudi's just kind of sitting there, meditating. And then he hears this, <laughs> it's just like hmm. opens it. It just says you up. No. <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's not. But uh, I imagine all of you gather the next morning for breakfast. We're gonna play Senate on your praise for an hour in the morning. Sudi also wishes he had brought more books because he's probably out of books to read because he doesn't sleep. 
He just does a long, like, morning workout routine yeah. or something. You're Lots monk. of limbering and stretching. <laughs> and Nyrus uh, wakes up yoga. to Sudi just, like, pumping iron, just like, huh, huh. <laughs> I, was, I was more imagining the, Yeah, I was more imagining the, the Bruce Lee, like, one-finger push-ups. <laughs> sure. I was going to say, he's doing it, like, one finger with a one of a hand behind his back, and he's just like, yeah, oh, yeah. You're not yeah. Bruce Lee yet. Not, not even close. And you have the living monolith thing now, so you so kind of need to, like, focus and refocus cursed. your chi, and, or yep. not chi, your ka. How many removed curses do you have? I have enough to... I can't cure us both. I have to have four spells to do that. I only have three third level spells. Okay. Well, flip a coin. Well, if I take more charisma damage today, I'm going to lose all my channels again. I mean, we are in an undead city. That's probably more important. I mean, constitution is pretty effing important. Well, I'm good on my constitution right now. I mean, and I memorized three lesser restorations on purpose. Yeah. So... So heal you up and then hopefully I'll be okay. Yeah, okay. (laughs) <laughs> well, we'll see. Okay. Maybe we'll. What do I have to find do? a cleric <laughs> if he even gets them all successfully? Yeah, that's, yeah. So that's the other thing. Still the question of whether or not, because it's a difficult role, but other roles well. Why do you have to say like that and jinx me? <laughs> it's rude. I know, right? You need to He's rush best- out of here and go find Tetmanib. He's bestowing you the GM's blessing upon you. I'm saying you usually roll pretty good. It's the kiss of death. I know, right? Knock so. on wood. Knock on wood. There's nothing but legit knock. Don't give me that half knock. Knock on literally anything that you have around you. You suck. (laughs) So we'll start with the remove curse, which you need to cast first. You call upon the holy power of horse. You need to bounce a d20 plus your caster level. At least I get my caster level to it. Oh, thank God. 22. All right. Then you need to cast a remove disease. Do I get anything on that? D20 plus your caster level. Don't look at me. You make me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at We're you. We're adding tension. Yeah, we are. That's a 21. That's successful. Oh, Yay. Thank Osiris. Oh, Cyrus. All right. So I don't have Mummy Rod anymore. When does hers start to kick her butt? Here in a couple hours when she hits the 24-hour mark from infection. Okay. I have three lesser restorations. <laughs> Probably going to need a... We're gonna play this dang board game. Yeah, maybe it'll help me. All right, <laughs> it helps get your mind off of the uh, the you know the curse slash disease that's turning through. You. Well, I was system. trying to play it while Onuris was praying, but apparently we didn't for some reason. So now oh, we're we, gonna play I it. I think this well, is happening this at is the same time. Yeah, like, we were playing it while he was doing this. So for we the two of you playing the game, well, I don't know to play the board game. Yeah, it's just an intelligence roll. So both you roll a d twenty and add well, your intelligence. Okay, <laughs> I got a seven. <laughs> Also got a seven. <laughs> Roll off. Oh, hold on. Do they have a thing? Tie? If you tie, you both get it. No, if you tie, nobody gets it. I'm sure. Aww. That's lame. It explodes. Uh, Dang it. Yeah, it doesn't give me a fit as a tie. So go ahead and roll off, and uh, we'll go sudden death. Fifteen. I beat you on this one. I got twenty. Boo! Perfect twenty. Dang. No, I got an eighteen plus two. Oh, you have intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's an intelligence. I'm just wrong. Best out of context quote. You have intelligence? (laughs) So you do. Know what I mean. Yeah. Citra. Citra's learned. Upon winning the game of Senate, (laughs) this charges one of the game's pawns with magic. Okay. For the next 24 hours, you gain a plus two luck bonus on all skill checks and saving throws against fear and death effects. Hmm. That's helpful for you. Yeah. After this 24 hour period, the pawn loses all magic and becomes a normal playing piece. If you'll mark it down, there are still nine pawns remaining to be charged with magic. Hey, but plus two on my skills, that's a up on my perception. 
So, magically imbued, prepared, the four of you gather yourselves together. Uh, I gotta drink some tea. Oh, that's right. So, I guess I'll change one of my second level spells into an augury and then drink this tea. Yay! Okay. Cool. So, when yours settles in. Horace, tell us a tale of where this bro dude is. Yeah, and on yours, it's a question, right? The specifics on it are, this transforms this into divination. So similar to Augury, but much more powerful, divination spell provides you with a useful bit of advice in reply to a question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity that is to occur within one week. Your goal can be, where will where would we find a person? This advice granted by the spell can be as simple as a short phrase, or may take the form of a cryptic rhyme or omen. I'm not good at rhymes. <laughs> uh, if your party does not act on this information, the conditions may change so that is, the information is no longer useful. The base chance for a correct answer to the divination is 70% plus 1% per caster level. So if the die roll fails, you know that it fails. Where is the indiv- where is the individual who has the item causing the caw pulses? Yeah. Technically, you'd need to phrase it as, where would we find? Where would we find, Because yeah. that's your goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that seems specific yet. That seems specific yet vague enough. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Specifically vague. Come on, horse. Magic tea. He sips some tea like a classy Pinky guy. Up. So I suppose all of you stand around in a circle and stare at Onuris as he sips tea for yeah. 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, yes. He's probably glaring at us like, first, why are y'all staring at me? Let's be, let's be real. The first six minutes of that is him going, <laughs> He's, He's like blowing on his tea to cool it down so he can drink it. Actually, we're playing and then Senate. rapidly That's drinking yeah, we're, it. Yeah, we're probably cold. playing Senate while he's doing this. Sudi's we'll just that. pacing and pacing back and forth impatiently. Do some yoga, or just rolling around wrestling with Bizra. Oh, uh, seems like a good way to get cut. <laughs> it's true. We don't file. Oh, I don't mean cutting muscles. I mean cut up by those claws. Them no, blood. they they retract them when they play. Yeah, um, if she guess. knows y'all are playing. Fine. Come on, Horus. As you finish the spell, communing with your, your animal companion as well, since he's technically granting you the ability to cast this augury. On her, it also sips the tea. It's a small little <laughs> cup of tea for on your own. Baby tea. He's, he's got like a, a thimble. Little you finish your tea, the dredges down at the bottom. Feeling kind of a, almost a little hazy as the tea settles in. Flip your teacup over. Tap it thrice. Remove your teacup and it's glance down. It's the grim. <laughs> no, 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 we don't want that. It's the dregs fall in a spiral. On her, it shudders on your shoulder. You speak aloud your question. Where would we find the individual who has the item causing the cop pulses? And after a tingling moment, you hear a voice faintly in your head. In the sepulchre of the servant, in the sanctuary of the goddess's hand, in the crypt of Nefru Shepus. Oh, that oh. is a low blow. Dang. What a twist. <laughs> oh, it's in Shepus, a Shepus family tomb. Shepus gonna be mad. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, so you Where was it? it? Oh, we had to fight your ancestor. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you saved that divine. mummy will have. Oh, no. Oh. Was it her mummy? No. 
no, no, no. Bane! <laughs> he was sanctified. You know he was sanctified. It's been a long time, uh, and he was grave robbed by the silver still? chain. <laughs> and we'll pick it up here next time. Yeah. Because they stole the chain or whatever. Yeah. Goodness. Goodness.